This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Shamal. And folks, welcome to UNC Coaches Show here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley. Welcome to our program. It is presented by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. Good to have you on board tonight. We've got a good crowd here at the Goat Sports Bar. We will... Uh, go until 7 o'clock. We've got an interesting uh, cast of characters. We're going to have the head coach, Steve Smiley, uh, of the Bears, and then Theo Hughes. I'm looking forward to talking to Theo. And Matt Johnson. Yep. Matt's always a great guy to talk to as well. So uh, we got those three coming up. We'll start with Steve Smiley, and we'll start with talking about your game last night. Boy, what a what a fun experience last night, Steve. You guys blow out um, uh, Weber State last night, 88-54. to You couldn't ask for anything better than that, could you? No, it was uh, it, it was obviously a you know a great uh, a great a great game a great turnout. Um, looks like we're trying to get the uh, get the oh we got the audio right, there we, we got go. the audio good okay so yeah last night it was just just everything about it was great you know when we um, before the game I'm in our staff locker room staff comes in I, I I talk to our our champions room and so I'm in there get, getting kind of my, my last final thoughts together the staff comes in and they're like hey. That student section is full. <laughs> and we put a lot of time, and even last week I had to leave the show early to go speak to the, uh, 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 the uh, fraternities and sororities, to, to the Greek life. We did a faculty staff student game. We, we did all these different things. There was all these different promos. But even with that being said, when they said it was full, I'm like, well, what do you mean full? They're like, I'm talking like it's full. <laughs> and I walked out, and it was – I haven't seen a student section like that since, um, you know, when we won the CIT championship when Coach Linder was here. The whole thing was sold out. Was, you know, we broke the attendance record that night, uh, over 3,000 people. And I think technically the, the uh, Bank Colorado Arena holds about 2,980. And so uh, we knew with it being a 9 p.m. tip, a little harder on the community, whether people are, are asleep or they got little kids that need to go to school the next day, my kids uh, as well. But those students, there's no excuse. So those students, they showed up, and they, it was just awesome. <laughs> they had a great time. Oh, they, they had a great they, time before the game even started. I had random people that emailed me and said, hey, you know, we're bringing, you know, we, we, we were at your, your talk last week. We're bringing the whole chapter. We want a picture with you before the game. Is that possible? I said, yes, it is. And uh, so I saw we, you over Oh, there. yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, little stuff. But that, that's what's fun about connecting and, and engaging with, with your campus. So yeah. I just thought it was a great night. And then obviously to play as well as we did and to have that, that success with those students there. Hopefully that parlays in, in, you know, into more success, but it was really cool. Isn't it amazing what an atmosphere can do for your players? It's amazing. Get them going like they did last night. You, you can't put a price tag on it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough, you know, the place that I played at um, in, in South Dakota led the nation in attendance in Division Two. I think it's been like 19 straight years. Mm. And they have an 8,000-seat arena. They average about four or 5,000 people a game, like an, on average. And that's a lot of people. And it just brings so much energy and juice. And I think for our guys, that was our third game in five days. Plus, uh, traveling from Bozeman at 5 in the morning to get back to Greeley on Sunday, the day before the game, having no energy just because of so many games. And our guys have more energy than I've ever seen them have. And I think the students was was a huge part of that. I love the fact that late in the ball game, your bench, you, you brought your starters out, your bench was out there, and your starters were cheering those. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Moore hits a, a three, and somebody yeah. else makes a basket. Page. Your players, yeah. Your players are jumping up off the bench. I love that last well, night. Well, that's a big thing about our program. And we actually had a talk before practice yesterday and said, look, just, you know, again, 
before all this excitement, we've been on a losing streak. We haven't been playing well. It's been a in a lot of ways, but there's still a lot of time left. We always talked about you know the, you know the responsibility, the responsibility individually and as a team, the standard, the culture, all that different stuff. And and that's one of our big things that we measure. What does our bench look like? How tight are our our, our our huddles? Player falls down. We got four guys picking them up um, on the court. So all those things we measure, emphasize, visualize. And so yeah, when when Paige got in the game and, and Dawson Moore, you know, we call him Rev Moore and Jay Page and Rev Moore got in the game and they hit those back to back threes. That that's about as cool of an ending as you as you could get. Uh, in that ball game, you, you guys obviously set the tone very early and yep. never took the, the foot off the gas pedal. Right. I just thought you were relentless defensively and offensively. You see it that way, too? Yeah, I think the defense, it was the best defensive game. It was the best offensive game we've had, but it was more so about the defense. And with the defense, um, as we watched film today and I pulled different things out, I showed them with 12 minutes left in the first half, they had two points. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best offensive teams in our league, and, yeah. and we were up 14-2. to two. And so when you... You know, you, you kind of draw the line and you guard the way that we guarded. It's just infectious in terms of your, of your overall energy. And then at the same point in time, um, when we get stops, we are so good in transition. I don't have to call a play. We know kind of what, what our different flows and alignments will be out of transition. But when teams are scoring, we'll usually call a play, which is fine. But when you've got to call play after play after play, that means you're getting scored on time after time after time. It's the big picture. So the defense is what really kind of fueled the, the entire thing. You told me a couple different times, Steve, leading up to that game last night, over the past month or so, hey, Jerry, watch. Riley Abercrombie's going to have a big game. He's capable of making a bunch of threes yeah. in a row. It happened last night. You, you we, were prophetic. We needed it. Um, and, you know, he's had a really good year. He's had a very consistent year. You know, his offensive ratings, all that stuff's cool. Um, he's shooting o- over 40% from three. So he's doing what we wanted him to do. But to have, like, a breakout game, mm-hmm. you know, and he actually hit his first seven threes. He missed the eighth one. That was the one that we finally called the play and, and you know, got him in action to get a good look. He got a wide-open look, and he missed that eighth one. But It was close. It was, it was close. <laughs> it was right there. But, um, no, for him, and, and he played with a lot of confidence. But at the same point in time, you know, the breakout game was seven threes, but he also had seven really important rebounds, and I thought he was tough. I thought he, he did a good job guarding Dylan Jones early in the game, which is not an easy matchup for anybody. But, yeah, to see that ball go, you know, go through the net – and for our guys to find him, when, you, know, you know, feed the hot hand, right? And they found him, and, and, and they, they all did a great job of that. I thought Dalen last night at times showed flashes of his old self. Yeah. I mean, more than once, yeah. obviously, last night. You great, so? great juice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I thought, you know, even, you know, shots that I don't like a lot of guys taking, but he's proven he can make them shots from 10 to 12 feet, you know, kind of pull-up shots. that are, It's kind of going extinct, but he can make that shot. But he hasn't made it at the same rate as he, as he did last year. He made some of those. Um, and then his juice, you know, he missed that, that dunk in transition, but it was extremely explosive. So he's shown a lot of life. And he, I thought he's played well, but the same thing. He had a bunch of steals, a bunch of deflections. He had seven rebounds. And so I thought his overall effort was tremendous. Got two guys coming up here on the show. Theo Hughes is going to join me yeah. and then Matt Johnson. So I'm going to ask you about those two guys before they come on. How about Theo? Making progress this year in your mind? Oh, I thought Theo. I thought Theo's you know, done great. I, I thought last week, and we did not have a good weekend as a team at Montana, Montana State. But Theo had a great weekend. Theo had eight points and nine rebounds at Montana, and I thought he was just awesome. Uh, went toe-to-toe, brought great energy. Um, whether we start him or bring him off the bench, you know, he's really fulfilling his role. And then, um, and then Matt, you know, Matt's just, Matt's been a big, you know, kind of a cornerstone of our program for a long time. And I thought Matt played really well last night as well. But, yeah, going to Theo, I mean, he, uh, 
he, he brings a physicality to us that, 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 that I think we desperately need. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's just getting better and better, even though he's in his third year. He didn't get a lot of minutes. First year, basically redshirted. Second year with Coor here, didn't get a lot of minutes. So I think he's still growing into playing more minutes. But I thought he was awesome in the Montana trip, and I thought he was really, really good last night as well, outside of all the fouling. But outside of that, he was really good. He just seems like, watching body language with him, coming off the bench, that he's ready to play defense. He, he takes pride in the yeah. matchup, guarding that big, the other yeah. team's big guy. Is that accurate? Well, yeah, and I think he just knows who he is. I think he knows that's his bread and butter. We, you know, we, we don't need Theo out there trying to score 20 points. You know, we have enough scoring, and, and when it's time for him to score and he gets opportunities, he needs to do that you know, at, 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 a, at a good rate. But his value... Toughness, physicality, defending, rebounding, um, really good in terms of scout preparation. Like he doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes. So he's just a really solid player. So he brings a lot of great things to the table for us. All right, you got coming up on Thursday, Portland State, then on Saturday, Sacramento State. Yep. Obviously, Steve, very two very winnable games, and maybe after last night, a little <laughs> bit of momentum. That's what you hope in terms of the, uh, in terms of the, of the momentum. And we just talked about you know maturity, you know, and and uh, especially when you haven't had as much success as you kind of hope for or plan for, we've got to make sure we have a, a, a mature approach. I thought we won today with just, you know, doing a lot of film work and then the guy's got to lift. we got to be careful with their bodies. It's five games in eight or nine days. It's crazy, right? So we didn't do much today on the court. We didn't do anything on the court as a team. And then, um, but tomorrow's got to be a really good practice. We've got to be really dialed in, understand what we're trying to do against Portland State. Both games winnable, but both teams are really good. You know, Portland State is a team that's, both, both these teams above us in the rankings, so we're chasing them, and it's a great opportunity for us. But, again, you know, Portland State's a team that swept Oregon State this year, beat them twice. Wow. They're really good, um, super talented. Uh, their point guard, Cameron Parker, was just named the Big Sky Player of the Week. Last week he averaged 26 points and eight, eight assists a game. Wow. So he's really good. And then Sacramento State, when we played them the first time, I was really impressed with um, not only their talent because they are really talented, but I, I thought their pieces fit really well together. They're really well coached as well. Um, and I thought they were really good. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're both, you know, very winnable games. But at the same point in time, these are really good teams we're playing. Interesting you, you mentioned uh, Cameron Parker, the Big Sky Player of the Week, and he deserves it. He had great yep. numbers there. Um, you got your player, Dalton Connect, who has leads the league in, in scoring and has been that way almost the yep. whole year, has never won that Player of the Week honor. Isn't that interesting? Well, I think, you know, I think there's a couple times in my, you know, biased opinion, but still I, I think that he really should have won it at least a couple times. Um, you know, I don't see the, the final standings on those, but he probably came up as a runner-up runner a couple times. Yeah. And, the, and fact, think, the fact you lost those games yeah, probably yeah. didn't help You know, either. if you sweep games, it yeah. certainly helps your cause. If yeah. you have great stats but you're not winning games, it doesn't help that. But at the same point in time, I think the season he's having and the impact he's having, he more than more, it's more than deserving of, of, of getting that award multiple times. So he, he doesn't really care about it. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, as we move down the stretch here, we certainly could use him getting that award by playing really well, yeah. and um, and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's it is it is bizarre that he, no one on our team's won it this year. Yeah, I think last year Dalen probably got it three times, yeah. four times. But I do think they they value, and I think rightfully so, they value that you got to you you need to win, yeah. and and we haven't done that at a, at a high enough clip. All right, I haven't seen Theo or Matt. In well, here. I'm doing the next section too. Oh, oh you are. Oh, I'm okay. doing the first oh. two with you, Jerry, okay. and then we'll do Theo and then we'll do Matt for a section. Okay, so okay, so together. You, you and Matt? You and Theo? Or? No, just me and you. You and me and for then the next like two the, segments. The last segment yes. goes to. 
Well, so this segment till like 6.30, right? Okay. And well, then, we got to take a break here. Yeah. Well, we'll take another break. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. So you'll be around I'm, for a I'm still bit. around for a little bit. No, no, I'm still okay. around. All right. Very you're good. not getting rid of me that early. All right. We're going to get rid of some prizes here at okay, the Goat Sports do it. Bar as well. This is the UNC Coaches Show live here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley. It's brought to you by Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance. Steve Smiley, the head coach, will join me for another segment. We'll be back in a moment. This is KFKA. Welcome back, folks. The Goat Sports Bar here at Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show with Steve Smidley, the head coach for the Bears. After that big win last night, they beat Weber State, blowing them out last night, 88-54. to I was thinking about this before the game last night. Damian Lillard, the star point guard in the NBA, yep. Weber State product. You have a relationship. You, you weren't coaching him when you were at Weber, but you know him and are pretty close to this guy, right? Yeah, you know, after um, – so, so I did not get a chance uh, to coach Dame, I, you know, Hopefully, one time in your career, you get a chance to coach somebody that, like that. That's, uh, I mean, uh, you know, an NBA All Star is probably on one of these TVs right now. Yeah. But um, so he was before I got out there. But you know, everything's kind of connected. And so, getting to Weaver, um, the the uh, spot that opened up was a guy named Phil Beckner. Phil Beckner was, you know, Damian's uh, skill coach at Weaver, and then left to go to the NBA. He was with the OKC Thunder, and now he's out of it. He's he's like one of the biggest skill trainers in the world, like a big 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 uh, big time guy. Mm. Anyways, got his job. He is also really close to Jeff Linder, who also worked at Weber State. Jeff Linder recruited Damian Miller. Oh. So there's a connection there, but probably even a bigger connection is Vinny McGee, who is an assistant coach with, with me and Ken DeWeese under Jeff Linder here at UNC. Vinny McGee is like Damian Lillard, one of his childhood best friends. Really? Yes. Oh. Like Vinny McGee got married last summer in, uh, in Paris, France, of all places, and Dame was at the wedding. Oh. Like they are that close. And oh. so through a couple different connections – the first thing, just getting to know him, is is he would come back to Weber State every summer for a week just to train with Coach Beckner. Mm. Uh, even though Coach Beckner wasn't there, it was a good escape to kind of get get out to Utah, get away from all the craziness of the, of the NBA, and just lock in. And so I had the chance of, one, watch him work out, which is, is amazing in, in, in and of itself. I've seen him work out four or five times, and it's the middle of summer, and his, his detail and his intensity is unreal. That's why he's a pro. Yeah. Um, but I uh, had a chance to hang out with him. Then Coach Duft, who was the head coach last night, I, I remember going with Coach Duft and uh, Damian to uh, first time I really got a chance to hang out with him and just go to Jimmy John's. Yeah. Just had sandwiches at lunch uh, with Coach Duft. And, and um, you know, my son Madden, who Dame's his favorite player, he was a little kid when, uh, when Dame came back the first time, got a picture with him, all that kind of stuff. A few more times we had a chance to you know, spend some time with him through Weber. Uh, my son and my daughter, Avery, had a chance to hang out with him at you know, one of a, kind of an alumni reunion. And we've had a chance to go to quite a few of his games in, in the NBA. So um, know him. Um, I don't have him on speed dial. But uh, at the same point in time, it was really cool to reconnect with him. When they came down to play the Nuggets during Christmas, we had a chance to go to the game yeah. and um, got some tickets. When, you, when you, you, as you know, it is you get passes, you get you get a chance to go down there, but there's so many people that want to see him, so you don't really know how it's going to go. And, and it was cool because my whole family was there, my uh, wife, daughter, myself, my son. And as he walked out, and there's just a million people, hey, that's Dame, that's Dame, and he kind of waved us down, get over here, man. Uh-huh. So we got a chance to hang out a little bit, take some pictures, nice. and just just talk a little bit about Vinny and Coach Linder and Beckner and all those guys. So just a lot of connections. But uh, he he is he is one of a kind. He's he's an all star, not because of his 
God-given ability because there's a lot, a lot of guys more talented than, than him. But his focus and his work ethic is, is unbelievable. How did he get to Weber State? I mean, that's a pretty good recruiting job, right? Coach I Linder. Think he, I don't think he was a top 100 nope. or anything in, in high school, was he? Jeff Linder recruited him. Yeah. You know, true story, he, he recruited him. He played for, now it's called Team Lillard. Um, but back in the day, it was called the Oakland Rebels. Oh. And uh, they were kind of, kind of a smaller brand team out of Oakland. Uh, you know, Coach Leonard has, has a really good eye for talent. He identified him. It came down to Weber and St. Mary's. Really? Of all places, wow. yep. And uh, Weber State got him, and, um, and it kind of went from there. But it was just, just old-school evaluation. Hmm. Isn't it funny how you, you see a player like that, and you see talent, obviously. Sure. But you see a work ethic that gets you to yeah. that next level, right? And that's what that's you know even going to like you know more you know recent recruiting that's what's been so hard with COVID you know and that not yeah. not the COVID's here anymore but a lot of the kids that, that were recruited during COVID you're basing that off of YouTube and synergy and there's still you can learn a lot but you didn't get a chance to go face to face and get a chance to spend time with them see how they interact on a visit or how they interact with their parents and the, all the little things that are pretty important you didn't get to see any of that stuff mm-hmm. and so it's been interesting but yeah. With him, I mean, I think Coach Leonard could see that, yeah, he's, he's, he's good, he's talented, but he had a drive that, you know, no one else had. Wow. All right, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, go back to your team. Uh, yeah. I think at one point last night you had all four freshmen on the court with, yes. uh, with Connor Creech. That, yes. that was an interesting lineup for you guys last night. I loved it. You know, and that was, you know, it's interesting because in, in technically Connor's a freshman as well. Oh, is he really? He, he okay. is, even though he's in like his ninth year of school, he's, he's still a freshman. <laughs> so um, he redshirted and he, and he had a COVID year. So he actually, in his third year, he is a freshman. In his ninth year, huh? Yeah, so <laughs> it was fun to see those guys because those guys are going to be a big piece of this thing moving forward, yeah. you know, in, in, in the future years. And not that that group fits perfectly well together. Like, well, that'll be your future starting five. Who knows? I mean, do you have enough shooting, a size? Who knows? But just in terms of what they all bring individually and when they're there collectively as a team, it's just awesome to watch them. And I think that the growth in those guys, all of them, Brock obviously, but, man, I think Langston's playing really well. I thought Caleb had a great game last night. Connor's doing a great job. And then Juju, we've we've had a chance to get him, you know, in some of these games. And he is a guy that his upside is so high because he knows how to play. He just – he's barely 18 years old. Mm. And so when that body develops and he – continues to you know shape and form he's going to be really good and so it's like you want to you know like we talk about recruiting i want to microwave it but it's it's going to be more so like he's in you know he's at crock pot or the smoker or whatever grilling you know grilling out it's going to take a little bit more time for him to kind of marinate and grow through it but his talent level his size is just he's going to be really good i really really believe that uh, but that was a fun you know crew to watch and you know to be honest if we if we uh, it would have been nice to play them the entire rest of the game but at the same point in time, really want to get guys and want to get, you know, Paige and Doss and, you know, Bryce Jamel haven't had a chance to play much recently, but they've earned the opportunity to get on the court. So I want to get those guys in as well. Langston Reynolds just seems like he shows a little bit more each time he's out there, Steve. I think so, too. Yeah. We showed him the clip today. You know, he had that nice drive for the layup. Yeah. And it's funny because he's so nervous. He just wants to make the layup. And it's like, look, in about two weeks, if you have that same thing, you better rip that rim off because <laughs> he is so athletic. Yes, he is. And in practice, the things he does, and it's so hard to translate to the, that to the game. But, you know, we ran that little just kind of an o- o- overload empty play, and Matt goes over the top, creates an empty ball screen side for him, and he read it right. He refused the ball screen. Uh, there was no one there to rally over. And like I said, in about two weeks, he's going to rip that rim off. Right now, he's like all those young guys – they're playing to not make mistakes, right, right. and they're nervous and this and that. But the more you play and the more you get comfortable with it, and you start to say, wait a second, I'm pretty good too. Mm-hmm. That's, that's – and, and maybe 
you know, last night was a sign of all these guys getting a little bit more comfortable. And if we can keep getting getting them a little bit better as we go down the stretch, that might be kind of the difference for us to get back in the mix. Uh, a game last night, Steve, you've been on the other end of those, I'm sure, on the road, especially in your career. Those are not fun. I was thinking about your, oh, your friend at Weber State last night. Just nothing could go right for that team. Nothing yes. could go right. It's funny. And then after the game, he uh, uh, he just kind of gave me a hug. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't know what to say, man. And it's like, well, shoot, man, it's, it's the best we've played all year. And hopefully, you know, there's more of those to come, obviously. But. On a night like that where, you know, we're making everything, we're yeah. dialed in, crowd's great. Um, it just – it was kind of the perfect storm. Yeah. And um, I was surprised because, you know, Coach of Montana State texted me afterwards. He said, hey, man, Weaver State is playing better than anyone in our league right now. They are playing the best of anybody. And you guys just beat them by 40. Mm-hmm. And so that's encouraging. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just one of those nights where you come out there, you're up 14-2, to two, your juice is great. Um, they had an unbelievable win at Idaho State on Saturday night, but it was a double overtime win. So then they had to bus back to Utah Saturday night. They had to fly here Sunday. So they had tough travel, too. It was We were both traveling from, from afar to get to this game. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was just awesome. It was great. Um, it was absolutely just, uh, I think for us, just the, the effort was great. But, yeah, I've been on the other side of those. And, and those, you know, you're, you're at Houston, and you got like eight points at halftime. Yeah. You go in there, you're like, well, guys, you know, Houston's going to do this to everybody this year. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it feel any better, you know, when you're down and you, you just can't score. They're just – they're unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. All right, final thing here. Yeah. Um, you have said this all year long, and it's so important. We want to be playing our best basketball come tournament time. Um, you feel like that progression is, is happening after, after last night, especially, Steve? I think, I think absolutely. I think it's um, – you know, with that being said, you know, 40, 48 hours earlier, how we played in Bozeman. And, and we tried to, you know, trick the game a little bit in, mm-hmm. in terms of slowing it down and kind of stalling it out and trying to keep it within reason, you know, in the first half. I think those guys are really good and they're a bad matchup for us. But I probably did a bad job of kind of, you know, what the overall philosophy was in that game. Um, but the big, the big kind of indicator will be how do we look like Portland State, yep. Yep. Sac State. We had a great crowd. We had great juice. We played best game we played all year. Um, here we go. We're, we're at home for the next two. We got teams right above us. Now, Portland State is super athletic. They're super talented. They're deep. They play really hard. Mm-hmm. And so they're just going to show up here and just say, oh, yeah, just, you know, you guys played good, so you're going to win the game. you got to go out there, and, and, and you got to go blow for blow with those guys. But I do hope four of our last six games are at home. And if we can bring this energy to these games, we've we got a real chance to kind of make some things happen. Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate you stepping in. Uh, there's Matt Johnson right there. So, Oh, there's Theo as well. So you're excused. I'm excused. Yeah, you're excused, and we'll All get right. these guys in there. Steve, thanks for, uh, thanks for the time. Tonight. I appreciate it. I pre- do, we, do we want to hand off any more of these or let these uh, young guys do it? What we'll, do you think? We'll do that when we go to break here. Okay, All right, sounds we'll good. Do that. We're going right. to take a break. This is the UNC Coaches Show live from the sports, uh, yeah, Goat Sports Bar. Oh, we got a good crowd coming in here as well in Greeley. And we'll take a break. It's brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. We're back in a moment on KFKA. And we roll on here from the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. Joined now by the Bears point guard, Matt Johnson II. Good to have you. Good to see you again. Yep, it's good to be here. Yeah, he was here last year and came on this show as well. So going to join us for a while. And i got to ask you first about last night. I can't imagine, Matt, you playing a basketball game and having more fun than you had last night that went over Weber State. Talk about that game. 
Um, oh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was a team effort, and it's always fun when you um, when the whole team's bought in and the energy in the, in, the, um, in the arena is flowing, especially with our student section. There's a lot of people there watching us play, and they brought a lot of energy, and it helped us uh, get the win for sure. Got to play off the crowd, don't you? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that fun to do that? Yeah. Yeah, and those guys will look crazy too. Yeah, a, that's what college, ba- college basketball is all about. It's about uh, playing in front of the students and playing, playing in front of your friends and all the people on campus, and uh, they just give us a lot of energy when they when they all show up and act crazy like that, so for sure. I thought it was interesting, too, because they were there probably an hour before the game started. You guys were out just warming up, shooting around an hour before, and they were there, and they were hugging you and, and calling you names and all that. That was fun, too, for you guys, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I was surprised they were there so early, I mean, <laughs> it being a 9 o'clock start, but... I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was just fun to have them there and have them show energy. What did you think about some of the swimming suits the guys are wearing? Uh, it's a it's a little <laughs> weird, but I mean, I mean, they followed the theme night to to a T, so yeah. I respect it honestly. Well, that's a game you guys just needed a win, right? I mean, you got a blowout win, but you just needed a win the way you've been playing, and you got it last night. Yeah, it was a um, it was a big game for us. I mean, it's it, we've definitely I feel like with this team we've been underachieving. Um, we have a lot of talent, and we and we're we're a winning culture here at UNC. We have a winning pro and a winning staff here. For, and um, we've definitely been underachieving. So it was just nice to get that win and just kind of see the ball roll for us. Do you ever have a, a hunch on games like that? I mean, before the game starts, you're thinking, I just feel like we're going to win tonight and win big. Do you ever have that and it happens? Um, well, me being the optimistic person I am, I always believe we're going to win every game. But, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, that game, I could tell from the warm-ups, the energy just felt different between us, and I, I thought we were locked in and ready to go from the start for sure. Uh, I think you, you a lot of times when you get big wins like that, you set the tone defensively. And I think with 10 minutes in the game, you had held them to two points. It was like 14-2 to two mm-hmm. after 10 minutes. That's some pretty good defense, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's been our issue all season is being able to defend teams and uh, – and um, I think we just we just uh, took that as a priority and emphasized it this game, and we just uh, worked hard to stop them. And they're they're a really good team scoring the ball. And um, I think we just uh, made it hard for them all night. And that's and that's um, the way you win games in college is that you just got to make it hard hard every time for a team. If a team has to score a lot of tough buckets the whole game, it's just um, it's just for, destined for them not to score a lot. So I mean, I think we made it hard on them all game. Didn't really give them a lot of easy stuff. Some easy stuff, but I mean, um, you make you make mistakes in basketball. But I mean, we just made a lot less mistakes than we usually do, and that's what that's what helped us win the game for sure. Come back to the game in a moment here, but uh, I just want to ask about your play. Maybe a little inconsistent early on, but I think you and, and coach said this too. Been playing very consistently the last probably handful of games. You you feel that way too? Um, uh, I mean, I actually appreciate that from Coach Mike, but I mean, I, I have to respectfully disagree. I mean, I haven't been playing up to the level that I've uh, been used to playing playing too and um I mean um I I work hard I work hard every day and I'm just a very optimistic person I think it's just going to come around eventually I just put too much work in for it for me to keep playing inconsistent like this and um I mean at the end of the day um we need to be able to be a team where if I if our best players aren't playing well offensively we still need to be able to find ways to win games and that's how we do it on the defensive end which is why we won against Weaver even though um a lot of our a lot of our better scorers had a really good offensive game um, we still held them to 52 points, and if we just do that every game, even if we don't score well offensively, we'll still win the game either way. You have uh, this mentality, it seems like anyway, and I think I talked about this last year, that uh, you take a lot of pride on defense. You don't mind uh, going up against bigger guys. Sometimes they're trying to post you up. You don't mind that at all, do you? 
Uh, no, I like I like the competition. I just like to compete. And, um, yeah, I just take a lot of pride on defense because I know defense wins games. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been here six years. I'm, I'm the oldest guy in the group. So I know – and I've been on a lot of winning teams here at UNC, and I know what it takes to win games. And, and the defensive end is what it takes to win. So Your three-point shot, though, has come around a little bit. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, it, it has been uh, starting to come back a little bit. I mean, uh, last game I didn't shoot it pretty well. But uh, the last few games before that I was shooting it pretty decently, though. All right, uh, talk about Riley Abercrombie, his his game last night. We were waiting for something like that to happen for Riley, and it happened last night. Yeah, man, I mean, uh, Riley is definitely a microwave. Once he gets, once he sees one go in the rim, he's going to get a lot lot more going. We just got to keep finding him when he's open. And um, he had a really good game, and we, we've expected that from Riley all, all season. He's a really good shooter. Um, that's why we brought him here to help us to help us spread the floor. And um, I, I was just it was just happy for I was just happy for him to see the ball go in for him for once. One of the the fun moments I had last night. The whole game was great as a broadcaster. But at the end, when you had the end of your bench guys in there and they were hitting threes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paige and and, and Dawson, um, and you guys were jumping up and down the bench. That was really fun, right? Yeah, that that was um, really fun. I mean. Um, I, uh, as you know, I was I was a walk-on once uh, um, back yep. in the day. So I mean, I know how it feels when you get in there and um, and just to have your teammates cheer you on when you score the ball. I mean, it's it's just um, it's a fun time, and it just shows you how much of a together team that we can be um, when we want to be and when and we just need to be like that all the time. And it was just it was just a fun atmosphere, and it would, and I'm I'm proud of Jalen and Dawson. You know, it's hard to come off the bench at the at the end of the game. Uh, you have cold legs and having having to. Um, go out there and contribute and I mean they hit some threes but at the end of the day like um we watched the film today and we we played very well defensively as a group like in that in that last group actually um we made a lot of great defensive plays we we showed a lot of effort and we just didn't let up the whole game so going to talk about the the games coming up here Thursday and Saturday in a moment Matt but I want to get back to your story a little bit and you you told it so well last year when you're on this show but as you said walk on you recruited but you walked on here at UNC in your sixth year now your three or four year starter I believe mm-hmm. and the progression you have made is just an incredible I mean you go from walk on to a three-year starter that's almost unheard of in college basketball what was the difference what 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 made you into a good player the player that you are um, it's just uh, it's just the consistency of it, and that's just that's all that's all it is when it comes to college basketball. Um, from a team sp- standpoint and an individual standpoint, can you consistently put in the work every day? Um, and um, I felt like when at th- throughout these six years, I've consistently put the, put the work in every day, and then um, if you just consistently do it, you'll you'll just start to see you pass your peers. Um, if you just c- consistently uh, build days up, and and that just helps your that just helps your skill level develop, um, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's on the court, whether it's even in the classroom and outside the court, you just got to be consistent with everything you do, and then eventually everything's gonna work out for you. I always say that um, the basketball gods uh, they, they'll they'll look yeah. they'll look down on you and they'll reward you if you do everything right. And um, I felt like for the uh, I've I've done everything right my whole career, so that's just um, pretty much it's helped me get to the point where I'm at now. So. When you showed up at UNC, you were 6'1", 155? Uh, what was, what was your height and weight? 145. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. You put on 40-plus pounds. Yeah. It. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that's just, a, that's just a testament to our strength program. I mean, um, it's, it, was just a, it was a lot of time, a lot of wear and tear on my body. But, I mean, um, I, I, I got to my goal, which was uh, at the end of my freshman year, I got to 180, so I put on a lot. Wow. I put on about – uh, 35 pounds in a, in a short span of time. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of time in the weight room. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. And you you 
come from a basketball family. Your mother is a basketball official, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah, my uh, both my parents are both they they both ref ref basketball wow. uh, on their spare time, and um, yeah, it's just it's just funny uh, talking to them after the games and them and them kind of critiquing the the calls that the refs make. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys are trained to be Division One refs, but I mean. <laughs> I guess uh, you. I guess as a fan, you have an opinion. So, <laughs> uh, they ever they ever get on officials while they're watching your game? Oh yeah, um, I'm sure they do. I mean, <laughs> I don't really I don't really hear too much. I, I I hear a lot of people in the stands. A lot of uh, local fans tell me they they sit by my parents and that they're always they're always uh, loud. Especially my mom. She's always, you know, uh, if a bad call is being made, she's gonna she's gonna let the refs hear. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think that's awesome. All right, you've got your degree from UNC. Working on your graduate degree. You have your graduate yeah. degree too, or you're working uh, on that? I'm working on that right okay. now. Yes. What do, What do you think you want to do after this? After um, this career's over? Well, yeah, I definitely want to play professionally. I just want to experience that. I want to yeah. play overseas and um, just continue to play basketball for as long as I can because I love yeah. to play the game and I'm, I'm passionate about it. And um, yeah, I just want to keep uh, doing that. And, uh, and hopefully, the plan is to keep doing that while still trying to finish my degree during the summer. Nice. So during the summertime. So, um, yeah, that's the plan, and I, I hope it works out for me. So Yeah, me too. Hey, go for it. Play basketball as lo- for as long as you can. I, I love that approach. Yeah. Matt, thanks for the time. Great to see you. Appreciate it, Jerry. All right, how about a round of applause for Matt Johnson, the point guard for the UNC Bears. Had a great game last night. Three games in a row. He's in double figures, playing much better and contributing that win last night. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment and talk with Theo Hughes. We'll get that British accent going your way as well. Theo Hughes will join me in a moment. This is the UNC Coaches Show, live from the Goat Sports Bar on KFKA. Welcome back. We are live for the UNC Coaches Show at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley and joined now by Theo Hughes, the seven-foot center for the UNC Bears from England, and he's going to join us now. I didn't have a chance to talk to Theo on this show last year, but he's here today. Welcome. Thanks for taking some time. Thank you, Jerry. Pleasure right. to be here. Hey, let me ask you about last night first. You guys had <laughs> – that's got to be as fun as yeah, basketball gets, it right? Is. That's uh, definitely been a high this season. It's obviously, after a little rough patch, it was good to uh, find our feet and start really clicking when it matters. Yeah. I know you've had you've had some games like that you've lost. I mean, everybody gets blown out. But to have a home win like that with that big crowd and everything goes right, what's yeah. that feeling like? Yeah, I mean, that, you probably felt the energy in there last night. It was yeah. it was great. I mean, the student section was amazing. We had all the all the different frats. There. I think Coach Marley had been out recruiting them to come yep. come through. But um, no, it was great. I mean, the uh, all us boys were just having a great time out there. I mean, it was just it was just having fun doing what we love. Isn't it fun when, when everything comes together in a game? You guys, I think you gave up two points in the first ten minutes. Yeah. You scored 53 points in the second yeah. half. Riley Abercrombie's going crazy. <laughs> everything clicks. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, like a fantasy game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, once, once you've got a, a team that has the, you know, the potential to have both the offensive and defensive, like really strong base, then, and when, when it both clicks together and they both come, it, you get a result like that. So it was great, yeah. Does this have a chance to get you guys going, kind of ignite you a little bit and, and play a little better down the stretch before yeah, the I tournament? Mean, especially with the games we've got coming up now, I think there's a, a gift you on the, at home with Portland and Sac this week, and then uh, I think it's Ewash and Idaho next week. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a good chance to go 4-0 and get rolling into the tournament and then make a run. So yeah. That's what we're all looking for. 
All right, uh, my obligatory question. Yep. How does a guy from England end up at UNC? Tell me about this recruiting story because well, this is oh, interesting. What is it? it goes back to, I think it's 2016 or 2017. I was, uh, I was playing for Great Britain at the European Championships. Um, and I think my academy coach at Barking Abbey, where I came from, uh, he was he could, knew Coach Smiley, and obviously Coach Smiley was assistant oh. at the time here. And... Um, uh, they put me in touch with Coach Smiley, and then Coach Smiley kind of watched me at the European Championships and kind of watched me at Barking, and then we just got in contact, and I think we started talking in, like, 2016, and then 2019, I think, I committed, so a good three years of wow. creating a relationship, and, yeah, it was great. Got a lot of, uh, a lot of time with Coach Smiley, and he's a great guy, and it's what made me come here, basically. Did you take a recruiting visit here? Did yeah. you visit before? So okay. November 2019, which was lucky because, obviously, I think March of 2020 was when all the COVID stuff started yeah. really breaking out. So I got in just before all that. Um, came out, actually came out in a, uh, the middle of a, must have been the worst storm I've seen here. Really? Yeah, like we landed on the plane and I couldn't see a thing. Oh. It was white everywhere. And then uh, Coach Molly said, you want the good news or the bad news? I said, well, the good news first. He said, well, you're here. So what's the bad news? The school might be closed. Oh, so, yeah, it was an interesting visit, but uh, no, it was great. Yeah. It didn't deter you, though. No, you're exactly. You still, still came? Yeah. All right. Hey, there's, uh, Steve was telling me about, I think it was last year, your mm-hmm. father was in town. And you visited some kind of offbeat library basement or something that here. Was well, on, that on was on my visit. Oh, on your visit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tell so, me about that. Um... I'm not as much of a bookworm as my dad is, but he's a big fan of, uh, I think one of his favorite authors is James A. Michener. Yeah. And obviously our library at UNC is the yeah. James A. Michener Library. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, Coach, I think him and my dad were talking about James A. Michener, and they got us VIP access to the James A. Michener wow. Library and then uh, saw some of the original work. So, yeah. That was a big thing for my dad. He really enjoyed that. So, so your dad's like, yeah. you're not going anywhere else. You're going right here to UNC. <laughs> After that, yeah, he was like, that's it. Oh, man. Yeah. Did your parents get over here and, and watch you play? Uh, they came last year. Obviously, my freshman year, they couldn't because of COVID. It was, mm. Everything was shut off. But last year, they came around this time. And they'll be here, out here again in a couple of weeks, which All will right. be good. Excited right. for that. I haven't seen them in like six, seven months. So really? Good, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would be interesting. All right. Your game, Theo, it just seems like you have made vast improvements from a year ago. You didn't play a whole lot last no. year, but and even from the beginning of this year until now, you just seem like a different player. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is confidence. Um, yeah. A lot of it is getting your feet under you. I mean, Division One, the step up from where I was coming before is a big jump. So it's been a lot of learning from guys like Core last year him giving me tips and just sort of getting a feel for the game and the pace of the game and yeah i mean having my first division one start against the number one ranked team in the country yeah. was a, a big jump yeah um but it was great great experience for me and then yeah i mean this year it's just i think me and brock have just done a good job of kind of feeling it out and um yeah just enjoying it really the role in this team, Steve kind of defines that for you a little bit. He said, we're not expect Theo to score 20 points a yeah. game, but we're going to play good defense. He's yeah. going to get some rebounds. Is that kind of your role yeah. in, in yeah, your that's, mind? That's it. I mean, for me, it's just, you know, be, we have these things we call rocks, uh, which is at the beginning of the year, everyone puts two things on a rock, uh, two things they're going to bring to the team. And one of mine is always enforcer. So for me, it's just I want to be the biggest enforcer on the court. Obviously, I'm seven foot, 260 pounds, so I'm a pretty big body so for me it's just to whether it's on defense on offense just be there for to help our team enforce my will and uh yeah just 
be a facilitator. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Steve on a pregame show. We were talking about you, and, and uh, he said, well, there's a couple of things about Theo. Number one, he's got the largest head I've ever seen in a human being. And secondly, yeah. he just crashes into people and different things. Yeah. Are those two things accurate? I think the two come hand in hand, to be honest, because <laughs> the big head helps with the crashing, and, uh, <laughs> and the crashing doesn't, doesn't hurt too much because I've got a big head. So, yeah, it's, it's a good, good combo to have, I'd say. All right, you're 260 now. Yeah. What, uh, when you be- became a seven-footer, when you were seven foot tall, what was the lightest weight you were? You're a lot lighter than you were than you are now. I think now, I right? was seven foot when I was sixteen. Okay. And I think I was in pounds or I've been two two ten, two twenty maybe. Really? Yeah. So you I was a lot skinnier. You're yeah. a tall, skinny yeah. guy with a big head. Yeah. I put on I think thirty pounds during COVID lockdown. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Just eating and eating good and like the summer before I came out here, just eating and lifting and yeah. Because it it you're not fat. I mean, you got you got low body fat. Yeah, yeah. You're just working hard in the weight yeah. room, kind of like Matt. Yeah, Matt exactly. was 145 when he I got know. here. Crazy story. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You guys, are, the progression you made is just absolutely incredible. For you coming to UNC mm-hmm. and starting to get some time now, some minutes. What's been the the biggest challenge for you playing college basketball? Um, that's a good question. I think. I think thought. The main thing for me was maybe the pace. Yeah, um, so that's exactly what your coach said. Yeah, too. in Europe it's a lot. I don't know about slower, but it's just a lot more controlled, maybe. Right. Um, and I mean, I think everyone will say that my freshman year, I, I I struggled with conditioning and like I was such a big body, like moving up and down was a, was an issue and like moving laterally and stuff. And out here, it's a lot of the bigs are not quite are not always built like me. They're often, like, skinnier and more athletic, so I've had to adapt to that kind of thing. But, um, no, I think over the past two years especially, I've got a lot better movement-wise. Um, I think I'm moving a lot better. My conditioning's got definitely a lot better. So I think that was the main thing for me because the rest of it is just, yeah, just getting to learn how to play at the pace but also how to play at my own pace. Yeah, and yeah. Steve, Steve was saying, too, he said, with you and with Brock Wisney, you're going to figure out how not to get into foul trouble. Yeah. And you're learning that, right? Yeah. That's going to come. You're yeah. confident you, that's going to happen. Yeah. There's definitely been, I mean, <laughs> Coach Green was telling me yesterday I've got to stop being hacker Theo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, especially being so big, it's sometimes hard not to because even when you don't foul, they call a foul just because of the way it looks. Yeah. Um, yep. But, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember my f- freshman year when Cole was a junior, he was getting in foul trouble all the time. And then last year, barely going foul trouble at all so it's obviously just learning and as you go yeah you know. we were talking too about you steve and i were and it just seems like when you come in a ball game and you got a certain matchup with a big guy you take pride in that i, I can almost tell your body language like let me have that guy is yeah. that accurate oh yeah i think my, one of my things that i've always been like pride in myself on is being able to guard a post yeah so if if a guy catches the ball in the post on me especially if he's a bigger guy then i it that's one thing that i'll if, if he scores on me, then it's a big, it's a big blow to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I love just, uh, I love to be able, for coach to be able to like, 
say to me, like, I need you to go in and do this and stop him. And then that's why I pride myself. You're here. up for the task. Yeah. That's it. Theo, thanks for coming over, man. Thank you. I appreciate thanks for having it. me. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. You too. How about a round of applause, everybody? Theo Hughes, the center for the Bears. Yeah, just uh, making remarkable progression. Uh, Theo, good luck on Thursday. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Theo Hughes and Matt Johnson. We had Steve Smiley here as well. Bears will play again on Thursday. That's a 6 o'clock game. They'll play on Saturday as well. Uh, Thursday is Portland State. We're on the air at 530 with the pregame show. Saturday the same way with Sacramento State in town. 530 pregame and a 6 o'clock tip. Hopefully the Bears can keep it going after that great win last night. They have a chance now. they got four of their last six games on the conference all at home. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This has been the UNC Coaches Show. Brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance on KFKA.